there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hey, guys. Here to talk to you again about MyBookie, our partner on the show, our favorite sponsor, our only sponsor, uh, the site that gets it done for you when you want to bet on sports. It's easy. It's user-friendly. Um, you know, you put a little money in, you use our code shark 25, you're going to get a deposit match, going to get $25 bonus cash. Uh, and most of all, it's going to be fun. I mean, you're going to be able to, uh, follow along with us here on the show. You know, you like some of the lines we pick, you don't like our picks, you want to fade us. That's, that's fine too. Head on over to my bookie, use our code. When you sign up, you'll be supporting land sharks after dark. Uh, and I'm telling you, you're going to have fun too. I wouldn't endorse this site if it wasn't something that I believed in. Uh, I use this site myself. I've really been enjoying it all through football season, and I know you will too. With my bookie, uh, you play, you win, you get paid. It's that simple. So remember, use our code Shark Twenty Five. All right, let's get on to the show. Welcome to Land Sharks After Dark, your weekly dispatch from the dystopian reality that is Ole Miss Athletics. I'm your host, Justin Sanders. We've got a great show for you tonight. We're talking about the revival of Ole Miss football. That's right, folks. Uh, everything is fixed, back on track. The Rebels have defeated the stalwart Louisiana Monroe Warhawks. Yeah, Warhawks. Uh, and the season is saved. So here to talk to me about that, I got my co-host, John Stefanczyk, on the line. What's up, John? You need to take your twisted tees, and you need to get out of here. This You're is thinking about it. That, that, that's to quote to quote Fenway Park on Friday night. That was what was said to a uh, Yankee fan wearing an Aaron Judge jersey <laughs> on, uh, with uh, three twisted tees. Okay, wait. Is, is twisted tee like a Snapple thing? It's like a hard, like a Mike's hard. It's oh, like okay. Because I was going to say, yeah, I know New Yorkers love Snapple. Okay, it's alcoholic tea. And so the, the implication is that he's just like, what, kind of a pussy? Like he, New Yorker, doesn't <laughs> he drink beer? He had three twisted teas in, in the set. So I'm sitting 20 rows from home plate. Yeah, I know your seats were sick. Okay, we're, it's going to be Bank of America, executives, blah, blah, blah. We have genuine, like, 24-year-old Southies behind us, and it was awesome. It was about as authentic as you can Hold get. Hold on, I have to ask, though. I asked you, was Marlon's man there? Marlon's man was there the following night. Oh. He, he was there? Did you talk to him? No, he was there the following night. Oh, the following night. Oh, that sucks, dude. Okay, unfortunate. Watch right, Dave Price bum it up. That's what he did. <laughs> All right, let me bring in our guest. You've heard his voice. Uh, great longtime friend of the show. Uh, our resident Arkansas expert. You know we had to bring him in this week since we are calling the Hogs in Little Rock this Saturday. We got Austin Miller. What's up, bud? Woo pig and hotty toddy. <laughs> can't have it both ways but okay well i won't press you on who you want to win this game but uh you know either way it's pathetic that you cheer for these I, i've made i've, I've made a, an investment so i think i'm going to just cheer for my investment that's that's my way of opting out of actually being a fan this weekend what is your yeah, what's investment? the investment do you have season tickets to arkansas 
No, I took Arkansas plus six. So that's ah. my invest. Okay, so you want Ole Miss to, to win by a narrow margin. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> Austin's playing. This is the most diplomatic possible way. He's just playing a point spread. That's all he cares about. Hey, that's the care he that, that's a very, But that's an easy way to opt out of being a fan, though. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 actually true. Take the points if you like both teams. That's a good tip for all you betters out there on uh, my bookie, Coach Shark 25. Uh, just kidding. Um, is it, can you still get plus six on my bookie? Uh, yeah, we will get to lines of the week, but I think that is about where the line is right now. Yeah. Um, yeah, so what I was going to say before is uh, what I was thinking of when we brought you in here. Can we think of more pathetic duo of teams to cheer for this football season? I mean, you are no, you are right it's, there. It's, it's a miserable existence. Maybe like Auburn and somebody. <laughs> like I don't the Auburn fan base, I feel like, has to be a little uh, perturbed at this moment. But we'll get into that later. We talk about SEC games from around the conference. Um, yeah, we got Austin Miller, our resident uh, misery expert, cheering for the one and five Arkansas Razorbacks and uh, the the three and two, with the two being a combined. <laughs> I'm just gonna guesstimate 110 to 10 score somewhere somewhere in that I'm range. Just- I'm going to say Arkansas is the best one and five team in the country. I think I you might, that. you very well might be right. I would love to look up other one and five teams. <laughs> I think Arkansas has got to be the best one and five team in the country. Um, where we want to start this week, boys? We're going to talk about. I mentioned in our at the top of the show, you know, Ole Miss is back in a big way. Huge school records are being set. So I didn't watch. I did not watch any of the game. Okay. Some listeners would say not feeling your duty. Blah. No, blah, I would blah. say you missed out. I mean, probably the greatest college football game I've ever, I've ever around. seen. You missed out. On Why is everybody all hyped up? I uh, mean, it's the same cycle. We, you know how this goes. Ole Miss plays good against a very bad opponent. It's impossible to take anything away from it, uh, and the homers are going to take that as a sign that all the issues have been corrected. You know, Alabama and LSU games far behind us in the rearview mirror. Everything's fine. That was I, that was such a southern way to say mirror. I said mirror, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's all there is to it. I mean, here, I mean, listen, everybody that's come on this show, I think most people listen to this show. Longo's offense, kind of a fraud. This is what it does. The, it's the high ta- school offense. Table Cobbleson has pointed out in the speeches he used to get people to pay to listen to. He would talk about how. You run up the score against bad opponents to make your stats look better at the end of the year. And, I mean, when someone tells you who they are, believe them. That's kind of how it goes. Um, I don't think – I mean, I think the offense looked good, but we've seen this offense against two good defenses, Alabama and LSU, and the result was absolutely abysmal. So I am not ready to say anything about the offense has changed. What I will say is I think they are capable of scoring some points against SEC lesser SEC defenses. I don't know anything about Arkansas's defense. That's why we got Austin here, our, our Arkansas expert, to, to bring us up to it. I think, uninformed opinion, I think they should be able to score some this weekend at Little Rock. But, hell, I don't know. Well, it, it could be like the Bama and LSU game. What, tell, Austin, what's, what, tell us about Arkansas. Tell us how they're the best 1-5 team in the country. They scored 31 points against Alabama, which is a lot more than Ole Miss scored against Alabama. That's true. I mean, do we think the motivation levels were exactly the same? I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I and I do, and they played Texas A and M close. They played them to within a possession, and 
while they got beat 34 to three against Auburn, they their defense was actually pretty good in that game. So it the last all, three games, it was all they special looked, teams, right? The thing about your yeah. defense looking good against Auburn, though, is I mean Auburn's got the worst offense in the SEC, right? That's yeah, that's what seems to be evident at this point. Yeah, I mean Southern Miss looked really good against that offense. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, and I, Mississippi and I State know, shut them down. You, and I don't know if our listeners know this, but Southern Miss lost to the Louisiana Monroe team. Yeah, that Ole Miss beat seventy to twenty-one or whatever. So state champs. Yeah. <laughs> Man, how did Southern how did Southern lose to that team? They look so uninspired. And the th- another thing, John, about the game that you didn't watch, a lot of Ole Miss's early defensive success was like self-inflicted. Like Monroe was missing passes, dropping, dropping passes, running themselves out of plays. I mean, I really even against a inferior opponent, I'm not sure how much you can take away about Ole Miss's defense from uh from that game. I mean, nothing. You can't take anything away from it. Austin mentioned the only real thing worth discussing. Matt Corral uh, gets his, I would say, his first real extended action. Starts the second half. Uh, he did play in that, I think it was the SIU game. I don't think it was Kent State. I think it was SIU uh, and scored a rushing touchdown. But he actually played the entire second half on Saturday. Uh, he looked really good. I'll tell you who he reminded me of. Um, and this is going to trigger Table, who's already super <laughs> mad that anyone would dare uh, compare him to Chad Kelly. But uh, he looked like Chad Kelly. Do you remember that Clemson spring game? where Chad Kelly ran for like a 75-yard touchdown out of nowhere. That's kind of what Corral reminded me of because uh, he, he he did the same thing on like a 62-yard, I want to say, like a read option all the way to the end zone. Looked very quick. He was like 10 for 10 on his passes. Um, he's got a quick release. He throws a, he zips a fastball in there. Um, you know, I think he looked, a, he looked good. Just a brief counterpoint, that Chad Kelly run, that was against the Clemson defense. The Clemson defense is usually pretty good, not unlike the ULM defense. That's true, but I mean, like, I think either either way, you know, the defenders bite on the handoff, you scamper to the outside, kind of loping. That's what it reminded me of, I think, was just the uh, the sneaky white boy speed a little bit. We'll see. I mean, I, Corral does seem like he wants to run the ball. Like, that seems to be, like, a big part of his mentality. I'm not sure Tommy really has that as much. Like he is a good runner, but he doesn't. He 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 hangs out in the pocket for a long time. He's not just Shea Patterson ready to bolt out there, which is a good thing. Uh, speaking of Shea Patterson, they they won this weekend, huh? Getting game day this week. They're contenders, Heisman contender, Shea Patterson. But maybe Matt Corral can throw the ball a little better than Nick Fitzgerald. Uh, yeah, I think that's I think that's safe to say. Uh, yeah, I mean Corral looked really good passing the ball. Can't take anything away from the opponent, but Corral didn't make any mistakes to hurt himself. Um, it's encouraging. I don't know how much you can really take out of Corral in this offense. I think the general consensus seems to be that this is Phil Longo's last year in Oxford. Uh, we shall see. Um, but I'm expecting Corral to be in a different offense next year. Um, if I had to bet, you think Hugh Freeze is coming back? Uh, I think Jill Freeze should be the offensive <laughs> coordinator. You know what's going to be funny? What is uh when Corral transfers after Longo? Yeah, 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 yeah. People have been saying that he should get out while he can. I mean, hell, go for it. That would be really funny. I, the quarterback then would be Jason Pellerin has got to be out of eligibility. Uh, it would be. Don't they have another Hawaiian kid? Oh, oh, uh, you talking about um, that giant kid? What's his name? Yeah, you're right, but I think he's terrible. But they signed like this huge QB. What is his name? I'll figure it out. Um, yeah, I guess that would be the option. You have to sign somebody to bring him in. 
Um, oh, other you stuff. Go get Jalen Hurts. Go get Jalen Hurts. No, he uh, he played it over five games. He's out of eligibility now. He, he can be a grad transfer though. No, I don't think so. I think he he uses last year this year because he played. Oh, the, he's he, a junior, didn't he? No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure he can't transfer now. I thought he was a junior. He started as a true freshman. His I'll first year it. was uh, 16, yeah. Yeah, he's a junior. So, yeah, he could be a, a grad transfer. He's got, a, he's got a year left. Hmm. I don't know why I thought that. Um, unless he yeah, wants, sure, unless go he, get Jalen Hurts. Unless he wants to just keep playing second-half games and lighting it up. Hell, which, maybe he which does. Which isn't a bad gig. Yeah. Uh, did y'all see that thing today where Tua – Tua's first six games are like much better than a bunch of Heisman QB's best six games. It's just insane. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I don't think I don't think he's played it in the fourth quarter this year. Yeah, why would you? I think that guy is either he must no longer be listed as a QB if he's still on the team. His name was Alex something. Alex Faniel. Yeah, he's listed at tight end now. That was the guy. Six six two two fifty. Faniel, there's a fun name for us. Alex Faniel, yeah. Maybe he'll be the quarterback after uh, Matt Corral transfers. No, in all seriousness, I don't think Corral's going to leave. I think Corral is one of those guys that's like, uh, wait, who do we compare this to? Not necessarily a Denzel Kimdichie, maybe like a, a Bo Wallace, somebody that, uh, you know, they get they get enveloped in that Oxford lifestyle <laughs> is, my, is my take on Matt Corral's time so far from what I've picked up a little bit, but I don't know. We'll see. I, I think he's probably happy being the starting quarterback at Ole Miss next year. We'll see. He's going to get murdered behind that offensive line. I feel bad for the kid. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. He can run. That's all I'll say. Uh, with uh left, left tackle, Tony gray or, Oof. or whatever, <laughs> or maybe you put Givens at left tackle and you got Tony gray at right tackle and, Austin and I got into this in detail the other night. They're a three and nine team next year, and I oh, really yeah. don't. Yeah, they lose the opener in the Liberty Bowl, hundred percent. That's happening. Yeah, it's a hundred percent happening. Memphis all off season is going to be amped for that game. I it's, mean, it's going to be ugly, dude. It's it's gonna it's gonna be worse. The defense is going to be worse. And they have and they have Cal in the non conference too, and Cal's yeah. Cal. Cal's not great, but Cal is very competent. No, they have two non-conference losses on the schedule, and then they're just going to get murdered in the SEC. It's a two and ten year, very potentially. It's uh, it's a great job of scheduling by uh, Ross Bjork. is a brilliant man. Um, just keep <laughs> just keep playing Memphis, Ross. It's going to work out one of these days. Because um, um, we got because so we can recruit Memphis, right? No, so we keep playing Memphis in basketball so that Kermit can sign. The freaking what's his face? The the big three recruits that we're in on Eric Jeffries. It's happening. Don't worry. This is all part of Ross's master plan. Ross has like a, a long like fifteen year arc that he's planning out. Uh, and then we're gonna build a fence around Memphis. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanks to Maurice Harris. And we don't have we we, we legitimately we don't have enough money today to even think about building a fence around Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead serious. I think if we went to Home Depot, the credit card bounced at all this right. <laughs> yeah, because we we're like way in the hole from all this lost many, bowl revenue. Or in the building Saturday. How many people were in the building? Uh, it didn't look that bad. I'd say forty-five thousand. Ooh, I don't know. It looked like uh, 30, thirty. I saw the picture. No, nah, I did. No, you guys weren't looking at kickoff then. It was. <laughs> it was easily. I saw it. John sent us a picture from the stadium. It was not forty five. Go back 000. and look. Go back and look. I'm <laughs> telling you, there were forty five thousand people in the building. 
It's I'm gonna go back and look right now. There were there were. Let's see. Also, let's see what uh, Ole Miss doesn't publish any real attendance numbers, huh? Okay, that that does bring up a point which I wish Ole Miss would do. This is something that Arkansas does. Scan the, scan tickets. They do the scan. They they do it. They do the the seats sold and then scan tickets. And mm-hmm. it's very it's transparent and it's honest. Mm-hmm. And like and like the 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 Saturday after they lost to Colorado State, which was a really really bad game, it was a really really embarrassing showing. But they still published. Right, I'm telling you. I think this is. I think this is forty thousand people ticket scanned from this picture. My opinion. If capacity is sixty, it's it's two thirds full. I think that's fair. I mean, honestly, I think these people are brain damaged. Like, I don't know why the hell you're going to see <laughs> Ole Miss versus Louisiana Monroe in the year 2018. I guess because you wanted to see the greatest college football game of all time, uh, the best offense in the country. I mean, they got what they they got what they paid for. Why wouldn't they go? Yeah, I mean it, it, it's worth. So you guys support Matt Luke. Support here, Matt Luke. That's right. That's the whole city of Oxford in there. Uh, here's a question for you guys: Is 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 Longo just gonna like? We're never gonna address the fact that Longo didn't show up at the LSU press conference. Like it's just never. No one's ever gonna talk about it or ask him about it or anything. No. Ay ay ay. That's embarrassing, I think, dude. I think it might get brought up if. If like a if like a press conference goes a certain way, maybe it may get brought up. But otherwise, I don't think, you think so. Because I feel like if it wasn't brought up on the Monday or Tuesday or whatever, right after he was never going to get asked about it. It's just it's so, just crazy. So, so that never came up in the presser last week. I don't think so. I never heard about it. Why is the fake media protecting him? Because they like their access. I don't know. That's ridiculous. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I mean, do we want to do this? Do we want to talk about the Ole Miss beat? Like, cause it's, yeah. I don't know if Austin wants to, but I don't think anyone on the Ole Miss beat gives a shit. You have, you know, the Parrish Alfords, the, the truck Ronsavilles, you know, they're just there to get their positive quotes, write their positive stories. I mean, listen, McCready, good guy. I, I enjoy your site. I'm a subscriber, but he doesn't give a shit, dude. That guy's on vacation all the time. He's checked out. He doesn't care about Ole Miss football. He's a podcaster. He's not an Ole Miss beat writer anymore. I think that's obvious. My opinion. Yeah. I think he would take that statement as a compliment, frankly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's built this insanely lucrative podcast network. More power to him. Yeah. Uh, you know, 20 minutes of ads. We love it. We love it. If we could do 20 minutes of ads every day in our show, we'd do it. We'd do it. I'd do it. Uh, honestly, though, that would I would have anxiety having to talk every day. So that's more power to him and Chase. I guess when you're older, you don't have, you can just, you know get up and just say whatever and think your opinion matters. But I don't have that much to say. Even an hour a week, I'm like, what are we going to talk about? I didn't, I didn't take <laughs> anything away from this. Because there's nothing to really talk about with this team. Because, I mean. It, it's both, really kind of inconsequential, really. Both coordinators are gone. Seems like it, yeah. If oh, not, yeah, if to, they aren't. Go ahead. You're not think, going to a bowl, a bowl game. No, bowl games are inconsequential in general. Unless you're going to the final. If you're not going to the final four. Guys, guys, you're crazy. They're going to bring in arcade games the week before the Egg Bowl. <laughs> They're going to go ride go-karts in Memphis. It's going to be a, every game's a bowl game. Come on. I mean, whoa. Come on. That strategy did work last year. It did work. Yeah, it did. It did work. They 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 broke Fitz's it ankle. provided the winning edge. They broke Fitz's ankle, and the rest is, uh, is history. Um... Uh, yeah, no, John's completely right. It, it, like, trying to talk about this team at length 
you're just gonna literally bash your head up against a wall. That's all you can really do. I mean, I guess I, honestly, if you had to choose between talking about this team, talking about Chad Morris on Arkansas every week, I think it's about the same, really. I mean, I think Chad Morris probably has a little bit more optimism momentum around him than Matt Luke does, even at one and five. How do how do you think the Arkansas <laughs> fan base feels, Austin? I think they just want to see a win because it's been a. I mean. I think that the families were so beaten down with Bielema. They just wanted something new. Mm-hmm. And especially after that Colorado State loss, it was just like, this was just embarrassing. Mm-hmm. And now that they're playing well, I think there's some optimism. And, and I think if they if they won, like, Chad Morris would, 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 would really endear himself to the people. I mean, it, I would say it's probably... Who, who did they blame for, like, Colorado State and North Texas? Like, who was blamed for those losses? I mean, in the short term, it was blamed on, it was blamed on Chad Morris because Chad Morris flies back every Friday to watch his um, son play at um, Highland Park in Dallas. Uh-huh, they, that's so funny. They blamed him for a lack of focus. That's, I mean, that sounds like uh, when State lost to uh, South Alabama because Dan Mullen wore shorts. <laughs> they, they're not. They don't care about the game. They're not focused on the game. That said, I think more rational minded. Arkansas people yeah, blame the roster, the roster and what, and what, what, what Bielema kind of left. That's like, you know, new coaches. Do you remember that meme where it was like the, the small brain, the medium brain, the galactic brain, like that's whenever there's a new coach, it's like the small brain is like, blame the new coach. The bigger brain is like, blame the roster. Then the galactic, the galactic brain, like table or whatever is like, blame the entire corrupt system. Cause football, <laughs> football's an evil game and all of that. <laughs> the that's the that's how a fan base handles a new coach when they lose. Um, but I mean, I think people are generally optimistic just because they scored a lot of points against Alabama. They're they're playing hard. They're not quitting. I mean, kind of like the yeah. 2012 team, which was not very good. Mm-hmm. I mean, it had some good players, but I mean, the 2012 team wasn't very good. But just you know, playing hard and playing was, to the end. That was the John Smith team, or no? Oh, talking about the, the Hugh Freeze team. 2012. Oh, Ole Miss 2012. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of yeah. Arkansas. So, yeah, yeah, that <laughs> makes sense. How did how did I mean Hugh Freeze? He started out with a couple wins that year. What they got boat raced by Texas. They beat UTEP. They kind of they had to pull it together to get six and six at the end. I know the Egg Bowl was the difference there. Um, I but kind of like but kind of like the like the Texas showing where they scored thirty one points. They, I mean they gave up six, but they, you know they played hard. Right. Hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull up Arkansas's uh, schedule here. And so you you said how desperate people are for for a win. I think that is. Honestly, the number one thing that's working against Ole Miss in this game is it's a very winnable game for Arkansas, and Chad Morris desperately needs it. Uh, I mean, if I'm him, I'm putting all my eggs into trying to get this win in Little Rock on Saturday. Um, depending on depending on what you think of Vanderbilt, this is the most winnable SEC game on Arkansas' schedule. Oh, I think Vanderbilt's a much more complete team than Ole Miss is. I mean, Vanderbilt plays defense. Vanderbilt has, also has a veteran quarterback similar to Ole Miss. Uh, I, I would, I think. Impartial observer, Ole Miss is more beatable than Vanderbilt for any given team in the SEC. That's my opinion. So uh, those are the two wins that Arkansas people point to. So because they, because they're they're not getting the six. They just want to see progress. They just want to see the team play. Right. Well. That's what I was gonna look into here. So they can beat Tulsa. So, so they beat Ole Miss, Tulsa, and Vanderbilt. They're at four. LSU, Mississippi State, Missouri. I mean. They're, they're probably not getting to six. I'm sure you could find Homer Arkansas podcasts out there talking about how they're going to beat Missouri State, and that's going to be their sixth win. You know? But, yeah, it's it's tough I mean, sledding. 
Missouri and State is the path to six, but it's not a very reasonable path. No, especially you have to go play in Starkville, uh, and you have to go play in Columbia. That's that's rough. I mean, maybe it's like you shouldn't play some of your home games at neutral sites for no reason. <laughs> call, call me crazy. Next year, next year they do two of those. Oh yeah, they're cutting it back to just two. That's smart. Um, okay, so that that makes sense. Uh, I mean, do do we want to fully commit to our thoughts on this game? I'm interested as to how you you said you bet on Arkansas plus six. I'm interested as to the way you see this playing out as someone that's watched both teams. How okay? So I'll ask you specific questions. How is Arkansas in pass coverage? Number one, and if slash pass rush. Are they going to pressure Tommy? Um, the defense last year, I don't know how much Arkansas you saw last year, but the Arkansas defense last year was probably worse than the Ole Miss defense last year. Hmm. So like the, where, where they were coming from. Right. But like, they looked kind of competent against Auburn and against A&M. Um, Alabama shredded them like Alabama had shredded everybody. Mm-hmm. Looking, they looking got at, some. They got. They got some pieces on the secondary. They got some pieces at linebacker. Okay, but I mean, so but sounds like not an overwhelming pass rush at least. No. Okay. So I mean, John Davis. John Davis is their defensive coordinator, which I think helps because he he knows what he's doing. They look like they know what they're doing. They may not be the most talented, and they may not be. Yeah, know, so that's a that's a huge advantage for Arkansas, right? Is you got Chavis, who's a legit SEC defensive coordinator, going against Longo's high school offense. I mean, if you told me that. They shut Ole Miss down with scheme. It wouldn't be shocking based on what we've seen it, so far. Because we Miss. saw that last year in the Ole Miss A and M game last year, right? Which is Chavis again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Austin, how are they going to defend four verts? I mean, how many right? Rushes <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, they just got to hope some DBs fall down. I guess. Yeah, I mean, hey, listen, I I think if you look at the stats, if you crunch the numbers, when a defensive back falls down, I think Ole Miss is probably the best passing attack in the country. Uh, from from what I've seen, it's it's uncomparable. Um, okay. But they're but but, but they're bend, bend not break. They're not gonna. I mean, they're not gonna like. They're not the eighty five Bears. They're not gonna be. They're not well, out. How do they do against the run? I mean, they're probably better against the run than the pass. Okay. Because I, I was going to say, had, it sounds like they're going to have safety help on the receivers. That might open up a little room underneath for Scotty Phillips. Um, and if Phillips, I mean, I think it shouldn't go unsaid on this podcast that Phillips is having a, a very good season. I think he has almost 600 yards in six games. I mean, that's for an old Miss running back, that's very good. Because, I mean, the, the probably the, the worst the Arkansas defense has looked this year, other than the Alabama game, which I'm kind of throwing that out because it's Alabama. Yeah, Colorado the State, insane this year. Colorado State kind of threw all over them coming back against them. Even North Texas. The no, I, was say, I, see, I see North Texas had 281 yards, but only 24 for 45 passing. So they had a lot of you know passes broken up or dropped or whatever yeah. you want. I mean, North Texas kind of dink and dunk. I don't know if, I don't know if Long right. and Ole Miss is patient enough to dink and dunk. No, but I think we know that they are not. <laughs> Longo goes to the home run ball every time. Um, let's see, A&M. A&M only threw for 200 yards on him, and Kellen threw two interceptions. So, And the yards per carry was pretty good against A&M. I remember, I remember seeing the stat out there that um, Arkansas held them to their lowest yards per carry at the time, which and at that point A&M had played Clemson and, and Alabama. Mm-hmm. So that was pretty impressive. Yeah, so the defense, the defense sounds – 
serviceable, probably solid overall. It'll be an interesting test. You know, like I said, I think something to watch for if you're watching Ole Miss's offense versus Arkansas's defense is just the scheme, like I mentioned. I mean, how much does it look like? And, and I, I, something that – a trend that has emerged thus far in the season is they don't ask Tommy to read coverages because it's a dumbass offense, doesn't make any sense. So good defensive coordinators disguise the coverage, uh, and he falls for it every time. So I expect to see that a lot. Um, maybe they can have more, I want to say, designed plays. Like, just Longo's base plays are very susceptible. <laughs> I mean, maybe maybe design something, like, so the perimeter, you know, a screen pass, a design run. Some of that stuff could be helpful, but you know, call me crazy. Um, that's something to watch. Let's switch sides. Ole Miss's defense, we know what they're good at, nothing, versus Arkansas's offense. What is their DNA on, on offense? I know they have a quarterback that's kind of finally meshed. They've picked the quarterback at this point, right? Yeah, at, at the time, and I still kind of think it's accurate, I think he's a a lesser version of Bo Wallace. Okay. He, he, he's, he's not going to really throw the ball deep. The, the backup kid has a much bigger arm than him, but mm. he doesn't really make mistakes. He, he dumps the ball off. He makes – for the most part, good decisions. Hmm. They they found a running back. I don't know if anyone's lost, watched Last Chance U, but Rakeem Boyd was the running back on that show, and he rushed for 100 yards last week against Alabama. Yeah, I've heard. I've heard so that. Kind of, so he's going to have like 220 against Ole Miss. <laughs> I mean, and they've actually started handing the ball off to him because that was one of the things earlier in the year. Chad Morris was trying to like throw, 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 and then recently they've actually started to you know establish the run because they have. A running back who can actually run the ball, and they're mm-hmm. using him. Which so you're, so you're go saying figure, go figure. they're gonna they're gonna dominate time of possession. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna dink and dunk. They're gonna try to run the ball. I mean, they're not gonna they're not gonna stretch the field very vertically. They don't have a lot of explosive receivers. I mean, they have solid receivers, but they're not explosive. They're not. There's no burners on that, really. Mm-hmm. So Raheem Boyd. Uh, 46 attempts, 294 yards, averaging 6.4 yards a carry. I expect to see that up around seven yards after this weekend. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. get, get big, young man. Um, they, so they um they use their tight ends a lot, which I think will also be. A oh, problem. that's terrible, terrible matchup for Ole Miss's defense. I mean, uh, Ole Miss. Uh, the, well, the funniest thing is our DBs cannot see the biggest players on the field. Like somehow they lose like a six-five, 280-pound tight end every time, every time. Yeah, their their best tight end Cheyenne or Grady. He had two touchdown receptions in the first half against Alabama. Yeah, so that's going to be a problem. Um, definitely think Which they're, they're going to score. I, per, I think there's going to be some PTSD from 15 when Hunter Henry did Hunter Henry yep, things. Yep, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised at all. That sounds about right. Is um, Tui doing the coin toss? <laughs> well, this is we, they're playing yeah, for the Tui Bowl, right? They're playing for Taco Bell for a year. You get free Taco they Bell should. for a year. I mean, how many? I mean, is it unlimited beefy five layer burrito? I mean, what's the- well? Okay, listen, listen. If Bielema was still there and they were playing for years, Taco Bell, Matt Luke versus Bielema, that could get kind of testy. But I, I think, I think Luke might want this more than Morris, just from the eye test um, <laughs> when it comes to free Taco Bell for a year. So I, I do give Ole Miss the edge in that category. I, I just want to see Chon Tui photos with like Jeff Vitter and. Freeze and stuff this weekend. That's what they I. They should take a I group. They should do a group photo. Chad Morris, Vitter, Luke, Tui. <laughs> get the son in there. Get that. Um, what's his name? Michael Joe, Orr. Joe, Joe get Craddock. Michael get Joe Craddock Michael. in there. The the Arkansas offensive coordinator, right? He's like a he's like a Tui guy. Love that. Let's let's fly in Morris's son from Highland Park. Get him in the get him in the picture. 
That would be Bring nice. Bring Michael Orr from, from wherever he's playing. You know what? We caption it, right? It just means more. <laughs> it just means more, guys. This is two extremely incestuous football programs, both at the bottom of the barrel in the SEC West. They do play fun games, though, for whatever reason. Uh, you're uh, you're saying Morris is, his his teams are fun to watch that they do crazy. No, no, no. I mean, Ole Miss and Arkansas over the years. I mean, they played. I mean, yeah, they've I, all gone in Arkansas's favor for the most part. But I mean, been... last year was fun because neither defense could do shit. Uh, do do you think that could happen again this year? You think it could become a shootout with Chavis? <laughs> it might be less likely, huh? I think Arkansas doesn't want it to be shootouty. I think they want it to muck it up and be like in the twenties and thirties. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm sure they want to shut down Ole Miss's offense. Which, which, which Chad Moore does not Chad Moore's reputation at all. But I think that's kind of what they have roster wise, personnel wise. Right. That makes sense because they have a Bielema roster, and that's his that's his shit. Um, yeah. So you know, we said in the previous weeks, Alabama and LSU. Those were huge tests for Longo's offense and the wide receivers. They failed. They failed. failed. I do think this is the next test. Okay, you can't beat the top of the league with this offense. Can you at least beat bad to middling teams? That's, I mean, come on. You you call yourself a good offense. You talk all this shit. You scored 40-something on Texas Tech. You need to score in this game. This is the next test for Longo. I don't have any faith in him at all, even if he wins this game. I still am very down on Longo, but if he wants to start kind of reestablishing some form of pride in the offense, you absolutely have to score in this game. This can't be we like... Really, we really need him to be good this week because we need Rutgers to hire him. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but this 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 game can't be like 17-10 late in the third quarter if you're serious about having a good offense. Like this, is, You just can't. You have to be able to score against this kind of opponent. If you're some powerhouse, but we, we will see. I don't have a ton of faith and hope in this game. This is the Rutgers audition tape and we need him to be on this game. Dear God. So I just got to say, I was, I had this Braves game on. Sorry, Austin. Now we have, Hey, we won a game though. We did. I know you did win a game, but now it is lock it in. I see fucking clay Travis's dumbass face on the TV. Some others. Oh my god, this is this is terrible. All right, sorry, I'm switching to Monday Night Football. So I just had to. Clay Travis just triggers me. <laughs> this is such a, really... such a big dumbass. He kind of he was kind of like the proto, you know, the I like beer meme. He was kind of ahead of that with the I like boobs thing that he said on uh on CNN. That was that was a forebear to our current situation. Um, all right, so I do. I Go probably ahead. would say probably the biggest concern for an Arkansas person would be the special teams. Mm. It's been like it's been bad. It's been like embarrassingly bad at times. It was not embarrassingly bad against Alabama, but that's probably the the Achilles heel where Olmos could really get some short fields and inflate the score. Uh, yeah, you're talking about the special teams that you said. Sorry, I was distracted. A little yes, bit. like like the very infamous. And that was the big. Part. That was the big problem versus uh, Auburn, right? There's the special teams in in North Texas where the guy faked out everybody on the fair. Catch. Oh God. Okay. I I mean that's a great play. It was funny and embarrassing for Arkansas, but I think honestly you can't hold that. That's such a fluke. Like when does that ever happen? You know. I guess yeah. I mean you gotta you gotta keep your eyes on the guy and see they never called for a catch. But didn't he also I mean put on your conspiracy glass? I'm sure Hogville is all over this. Didn't he kind of <laughs> didn't he kind of wave his hand a little bit? Like couldn't it almost have been perceived as a fair catch? Or am I crazy? 
I mean, maybe a little bit, but like everyone just like stopped them. Yeah, it was he sold it. He's. I mean, it was a hell of a trick play. Do you think it was called that way, or he just he just did that? Surely that wasn't designed, right? It has to be called right, because otherwise Damn. the guys would get killed, right? That's so ballsy, dude. Oh, so, so like, the whole team kind of stopped running too. Yeah, just kind of yeah. all sold it. Yeah, because like everyone like like went over to the sideline, the North Texas right. sideline. Right, and they, they, ran, they, they just like yeah made a convoy. It's got to be yeah. I want to I want to see now and see if Seth Luttrell has commented on this. But damn, that is that is baller, dude. Seth Luttrell rules. Uh, speaking of totally unrelated, but I saw this video from Game Day. Have you ever heard about? When uh, Mike Leach made the fake script for the Oklahoma Texas game, yes, that's true. No, no, what what he did? He was go ahead, John, if you want to. Uh, go ahead, Sanders, you got it. Well, he was like the offensive coordinator for Oklahoma, right? And uh, they were they were getting ready to play a Red River Shootout, and his idea was to make a game script that was like the opposite of what they really were gonna do, and they did that, and then they had like a player pretend to drop it like in Texas stadium <laughs> while they were practicing and like a Texas GA like picked it up and they, they really used it. The defensive coordinator had it in the booth with them. And like in this game day video, Doug, all the people are commenting on it, like the, the real defensive coordinator and stuff. And they really tried it and they scored like 17 points unanswered or some shit because the script was fucking them up so bad. Uh, and then Texas abandoned it and ended up winning the game. But that's just freaking hilarious. Like, All right, speaking of Mike Leach, John, yeah. what did Mike Leach say about War Memorial Stadium? He said it was one of the loudest stadiums he's ever played in. Wow. Because when, you clap, when, you, when you clap, it echoes. And it never stops. <laughs> you need the video clip of him, like, doing the, the – uh, he goes, you go clap, and it goes clap. Clapper, I can't. He, him like mimicking the echo of War Memorial is, an all, is a classic Mike Leach video. That's great. Yeah, what a man. What a great guy. What could have been? He could have been Ole Miss's coach, man. Why it would have? It would not have worked. Why are, is it just because he's so volatile with his teams, like so up and down? Is that why no one ever seems interested in Leach, like a, a better school? I, I think the Tennessee AD wanted him, but Phil Fulmer didn't want him. Right. Yeah. 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 Well, that's all that matters. You know, Phil Fulmer made a great hire. They got Jeremy Pruitt, so. He probably would have had the best shot at making Tennessee something semi-relevant of anyone. Because, frankly, been, they... you got to be weird. It would have also you, made I mean, me I, like Tennessee, which is a hard to imagine, but I would have actually wanted to cheer for them. Because they're not going to have Alabama-Georgia. That's just not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Nope. Mm-hmm. And Mullen's a better coach than Pruitt will ever want to be. Well, Mullen was, Mullen was going to Tennessee before Strickland called him to Florida, which would have been a good hire for Tennessee as well. Let's, yeah. let's talk about that before we go to lines of the week. So some, some games in the SEC this week. LSU exposed as a fraud a little bit earlier than I thought they would be. Lose to Dan Mullen. Uh, it was at Florida, right? I believe that's right. Hey, yeah. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> Why are we saying they're exposed as a fraud? Because they were overrated. They are not a top five, top ten team. Come on. What's They, want, they were better than the Sanders, three wins what do you that want Neil McMillan gave them. You know, well, yeah, they're better than that. Everybody has this preconceived notion that LSU's a fraud. Yeah, LSU's like number 22. That's where LSU what do you belongs. Want, what, what do you want to bet LSU outright over Georgia this weekend? Ooh, oh, yeah. I'll, take that. yeah, I'll take that bet. Yeah, whatever. What do you want to bet? Name the name your price. What do you want? <laughs> uh, hmm. Let's see. I, I, I will acknowledge Friday Rolling is a still living podcast. 
Why? It's not. Why pleasant. would that? Why would that be a a win for me? Why do I get? Why do I care if you acknowledge no, you Friday bet. rolling? Well, yeah. uh, we can bet money. I don't care. Uh, we can bet. Uh, hmm. I I will do the ad read next pod if Georgia wins. How about that? Okay, sure. That'll be fun. I can't wait to hear this. All right, guys. So next week when John starts out the show, don't be surprised. You heard it here. Why he's doing this? You understand? When I lose money to my book, and make them so they can give us. And I guess my punishment is just to continue reading the ad. Okay, that seems fair. <laughs> that seems fair. I will acknowledge in the ad that it's because I lost the bet to John and LSU beat Georgia. Hey, man, if LSU comes back and beats Georgia, they are officially uh, bipolar as hell. Because I, I, that's that would be crazy. That would be something to watch for sure. I mean, what what happened in that game, John? I know you're an LSU fan. How would they lose to the mighty Dan Mullen? I mean, Burrow, <clears throat> Burrow threw a pick six, and then they didn't get it down the field. Yeah. It was, how, was it a late pick six? What, what did the game did this happen? They were down, they down, they they were down, down like two. With two minutes left. And they yeah, that's, yeah, that's a bad break. I mean, huge, I mean it was, huge it was a toss-up game on the road. It's pretty crazy that, uh, you know, Mullen lost to Kentucky, and that's already all forgotten and forgiven. Kentucky's just, pretty good, though. Yeah, you know, Kentucky's good. And also, it just goes to show that, like, those win streaks are so stupid. You can't sustain that. Like, having a 32-year win streak or whatever, it doesn't really mean anything. It, it means that the program was down for a long time, but it's not really like you should always beat them. It's a game. Like, people are going to win these games. Um, and Kentucky is good. They lost A&M this week uh, in overtime, you said, right? I saw them winning. I was really hoping Kentucky was going to win. And contrary to some of what you see on the internet, they are still ranked. They are still ranked. Don't believe the tweet that you misread or whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, there was some controversy Sunday night of people uh, being confused about whether or not Kentucky was still ranked. They are still ranked, uh, and they are they are still good. I said last week if they beat A&M, they could go 11-1, and 10-2. Uh, technically, still, they could lose to just Georgia and still go 10-2, and two, probably more likely 9-3, and three, but still a, a huge year for Stoops. I still, I think they make Georgia really uncomfortable in that game in Lexington. That would be so fun. Because I don't think Georgia fans want to admit that, Georgia, that Kentucky may give them the game, but they might. If Kentucky beats Georgia, then they they win the East, like no doubt, right? I mean, they got everybody else. Yeah, that would be huge. Huge year for Kentucky. Um, so where does Stoops go in the offseason? We think he's moving on up. <laughs> yeah, I mean. That's what, Kentucky, why, why, that's what Kentucky deserves, yeah. Florida State could bring him home. <laughs> Only one year of Taggart? <laughs> man, that's I mean, brutal. Taggart's the one-year man. Choking the way they did this weekend. They blew like a big lead against Miami. Yeah. I saw that. What's their record I, now? What's what's Cam Akers' record at Florida State? They, I think they, they did win a game. to beat Northern Illinois. I don't know who else they, they no, won. They, the they won a, they, they beat Louisville, 28-24. But Louisville, oh, yeah. we got to talk about that because Louisville on Friday – got destroyed by Georgia Tech. And then we were reading, we were talking about this. Uh, it all has to do with George, or Louisville's defensive coordinator. Uh, forgot his name, but he talked shit. Brian about, Van Gorder. That's Brian right. Van Gorder. Brian Van Gorder talked shit about Paul, uh, not Paul, or freaking Paul Johnson and uh, the triple option like 10 years ago because he took over at Georgia Southern, I want to say, where Johnson yeah, had been. It said, like, we're going to bring this offense out of the Stone Ages, blah, blah, blah. Paul Johnson's at Navy at this point. He starts trying to schedule Georgia Southern to play Navy, which is just amazing. Uh, and he's never let this go. They got absolutely stomped. I think Louisville is trash anyway, but especially when you uh, when you pissed off Paul Johnson, that's not going to be a good outcome for you. But having seen and read that, one day I just hope to see Ole Miss have a triple option off, 
offensive coordinator or offensive scheme and run it up on somebody because it is a beautiful thing to watch a triple option run it up. I on think somebody. it would be great. I mean, honestly, there were some people that thought we should have gotten a triple option guy at this cycle instead of Luke. Well, I think well, that would have been fun. We're going to listen to Table Cobbleson say we needed a 7-5 and five gimmick, which honestly, after Matt Luke, is probably the route they need to go. I think the problem with it – go ahead. Well, here, here's the thing. Ole Miss has proven they can't handle recruiting like good players straight up. They're just too dumb to do it. Right. So if they go with a gimmick triple option route, maybe that's a that, that's a caliber of player that they can uh, recruit and not get in too much trouble. But if we can't that. even get one running back, how are we going to get a running back at QB and a running back at the same time? Come on. Well, yeah. See. No, no, no. But, My, re- I think the real problem with hiring a triple option guy is the like the bridge is that the roster has to be totally different, right? Like it's going to be really hard for the next coach to to do something with that. So that kind of sets you back. Like it still would have been fun. I think it would have been really fun in these in between years after the NCAA to have a triple option team. But alas, we have uh, Phil Longo and the the nasty wideouts dominating hey, dominating Monroe, dude. Go ahead. We got space. Yeah, we got space. Those Monroe uh, defenders were—they had no idea what they signed up for when they got that that pay game and made like two million dollars or whatever. Um, are any other any other games of note? Ooh, this week? You're, you're leaving out Auburn, Mississippi State, which I was a, am. a masterpiece. Yeah, it was. I mean, like, uh, so we were so Angie and I were out that night at like Renaissance, like a mall here. We went to like a, a nice dinner, local four C three, really nice restaurant. We sat in the bar area. They got a couple TVs. They got uh, Vanderbilt South Carolina game on, and they got um, State Auburn on. And this is seriously, this is like a pretty nice restaurant. Like two dollar signs probably on <laughs> Yelp. Uh, there's other people sitting in the bar. They're dressed fairly nicely, but they're watching the state game pretty intensely. Um, this is around the third quarter somewhat state starts to look a little better. They score a little bit. Uh, this woman is, is just like hooping and hollering like from her, from her table. There's like, wow, yeah, like this. I'm like, is this really happening? This is, this is not like a bar or anything. This is like a restaurant. This is crazy. So yeah, suffice to say, um, they are back. Moorhead is back. The greatest uh, hire of all time. It has been affirmed. They beat Auburn. Um, congrats, Auburn fans! Hey, Dan Mullen could Dan Mullen could even beat Auburn last year. Oof, yeah, oof, that Auburn offense. Oof, Jared Stidham. What did? What is he good at? He can't run. He can't pass. It's not. It's not clear to me. I do think. I do think their scheme is really bad. Well, I think they need like a Nick Marshall, right? They need a. They need a runner to run Gus's offense. It seems. Yeah, Gus is Gus not is, very. Gus is Gus not very. Is not very yeah, uh, whatever whatever Stidham brings to the table, it's not what Gus needs in that offense because they look really bad. They can't pass protect. They can't run. They can't throw. Hell, State scored twenty three points on them, and State's offense isn't good. So that that gives like I I think Auburn definitely still wins in Oxford because that's just how how the season is going. But I mean, that's when Auburn scores forty on our defense. That's the final indication. That <laughs> if anybody was wondering how terrible the defense is. Five hundred yards on our defense. Yeah, exactly. No, Stidham's gonna Stidham's gonna light it up, no doubt about that. Um, all right, so that's the games from this week. We're gonna move now into our lines of the week, sponsored by my bookie. Don't forget to uh, use our promo code on the site Shark Twenty Five when you sign up. Um, let's see here, Texas Tech playing TCU on Friday night, I believe. Our friends. Or is that Thursday? Our night? friends from Lubbock. Is our friends like to say. Yeah, our friends from Lubbock. You know, now that Ole Miss has a uh, 
has defeated the Red Raiders. They're a team we have to cheer for. Uh, TCU minus seven, hosting Texas Tech on a Thursday night. Uh, TCU covers that, I believe. I have no idea. Both quarterbacks are hurt. I have no idea. Oh, yeah, Bowman <laughs> did get hurt, right? That sucks. Like he, he's a like a punctured lung. Oof! Ouch! That's that's how you know you have a bad offensive line when your quarterback goes down with a punctured lung. Holy shit! Well, like, somehow he's questionable. Like he's not out. He's questionable with a punctured lung. They're gonna patch it up. Happens. Like that, your <laughs> offensive line is so bad. You let a defensive end come in the backfield and stab your quarterback through the lung. That's how. That's how bad you are. Um. All right. Moving right along here. Texas A&M at South Carolina. The Aggies minus two and a half. I say they cover that. Yeah, I don't know. Is Carolina good? I think it's a typical must-champ South Carolina team, right? They're going to go like seven and five, eight and four in the East, and that's going to be that. I mean, A&M looks pretty solid. Yeah. I think it's the better team. A&M's good. I think Mon's a pretty good quarterback. Um, I like the I like the Aggies there. Um, next game of interest, we have Pitt at Notre Dame. Notre Dame minus 21. I think they're good there. Notre Dame is uh, maybe going to go undefeated, right? We talked about this last week on the show. They the schedule is really nice. Yeah, it sets up. Um, Pulling up their schedule now. Yeah, so they Are beat. Go ahead. For- Alabama Notre Dame semifinal. Yuck. Oh, that's so gross, but that seems likely at this point. They beat Virginia Tech 45-23. Um, they have Florida State left on the schedule, Syracuse, USC, like a whole lot of whole lot of nobodies. Maybe I mean if you don't want Notre Dame to go undefeated, I think you start cheering for uh for Pitt to pull off some crazy Pitt upset this weekend, right? Either yeah. Them, yeah. them or Navy or maybe Florida I would State. Want Notre Dame Alabama. You want that? <laughs> You want that's a classic. <laughs> oh well, give it to him. Uh, I think that's very possible. Um, but the, actually, the question is: if they're both twelve and zero, do they put them on the same side? They might let that be the final. Wouldn't you put Clemson, Ohio State on the other side? I think mm. you take the guaranteed Notre Dame, uh, Alabama matchup at the semis for the ratings. Hmm. Maybe, but or or maybe but you if put Alabama against Michigan. Maybe maybe Michigan gets in the final. Yeah, maybe. I think if there's an eleven and one team, you have to match them up with one of the twelve and O's. But I, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe it's Ohio State or somebody else that gets the, the eleven and one. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, Ole Miss at Arkansas, but like we talked about, it's in Little Rock, not necessarily a neutral site, but also not in Fayetteville. Uh, you got Ole Miss minus six at this moment on my bookie. Austin said he got. Razorbacks plus six. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's a really Somehow good bet. It opened, at, it opened at eight and a half, which was kind of surprising. Yeah, eight and a half or seven and a half is what I was seeing. Uh, I, I think Arkansas plus six is a very solid bet. I'm on the record. I think Ole Miss wins this game, but, hell, I'll be far from surprised when they lose by 21 or whatever. Um, <laughs> I, I think I think the key to this game is Chavis versus Longo. If Chavis completely shuts Longo down, that's it. Arkansas wins. Uh, if not, Ole Miss definitely has more talent, uh, at least on that one on offense versus Arkansas's defense. But I, and I, I, I think the the gap in talent between Ole Miss's offense and Arkansas's defense in on paper is larger than the flip side, where you have Ole Miss's very bad defense, Arkansas's mediocre offense. But we'll see. This game could really be complete bedlam, like it has been the last several years. Who knows? 
Um, I, do, I also think Morris has a coaching advantage over Luke. Yeah, I mean, maybe. I mean, I think I think both are kind of duds, honestly. But we'll see. Maybe Morris will turn out to be a great hire. I don't know. Um, all I know how is we, p- we did not want him at Ole Miss. Uh, the fan base is in general. What else? How many how many penalty yards does Ole Miss have? That, I think that actually kind of matters. Uh, yeah. If let's, I'll I'll say if Ole Miss stays under eighty penalty yards, they have a good chance here. If they go over that, it's probably it's a no go. I like Arkansas plus six in summation. I think that's a good, that's a solid bet. John, what do you, what do you like? I like Arkansas outright. Straight up. Um, how about this one? Michigan minus seven hosting the Badgers of Wisconsin. They got College Game Day in town. That's, that's another one I've locked in. I took Wisconsin plus seven and a half, and I feel really good about Shea, it. Shea, big game. Patterson going to show up to play against the Badgers. Uh, yeah, I have no idea. I don't know anything about Wisconsin. But I would love to bet against Shea, so I'll take uh, the Badgers plus seven. Sure, why not? I kind of want Shea to make the playoff. Oh, <laughs> God. Oh, God. Can you imagine his dad on national TV in the stands of the playoff? Ugh. Alabama whipping his ass. Yeah, that would be fun. Alabama would absolutely crush them, that's for sure. Nick Saban would obliterate him. Is there a schedule? Is that possible for them? Or could that could that happen? They have one loss to Notre Dame, right? They run yeah. the table. They can run the table. I mean, they can. They won't, but don't they, they can. Don't they play Ohio State? Yeah, yeah, they play Ohio State at the end of the year. Yeah, it doesn't seem, doesn't seem likely to me. They also still got Penn State and Michigan State, two teams that Shea can definitely lose to. Yeah, I think they they go 8-4. Uh, they could they could lose this week. Um, I like that Wisconsin plus 7. That's a good bet. That's a lot of points for a pretty competent team. Yeah, yeah, I mean, but it's Wisconsin. The, the most forgettable competent team in the world. Wisconsin. I mean, I mean for Shea, it's not Rutgers out there. <laughs> right. Um, let's see. Whoa. Holy shit, boys. Are you ready for this? Tennessee at Auburn. Auburn minus 16. 16 points for Auburn? Auburn's not going to score can... 16 points. Gus Malzahn has $49 million contract, and he's only a 16-point favorite against this Tennessee 11 a.m. I don't know if Auburn can score 16 That's points. what I'm saying. I think that's a high line. I think it's – no, I think I think Tennessee covers plus 16. I love that. I after I don't know. You know, maybe this is – State actually has the greatest defense on earth, and they just shut them down. <laughs> but, damn, Auburn looked putrid. I will take Tennessee plus 16 until, I, until Auburn shows me something more. That's really can, funny. Can, Sanders, can you pull up the Auburn Southern Miss score? I just want to see if, if Southern Miss stayed within 16. I'm just uh, curious. I'm pretty sure they did, dude. I'm pretty sure. Let's see. Yeah, dude. Auburn 24, oh. Southern Miss 13. Like if okay. you can't if you can't cover 16 versus Southern Miss, I don't I don't know, man. I don't see it happening versus Tennessee. Tennessee's not good, but they 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 can probably score 14 points. And I, I mean, I think Pruitt always had pretty good plans against Auburn when he was at Florida State and Georgia and Alabama. Mm. I mean, those those teams had better players, but it looked like he always had good plans against Gus. Mm. Uh, Alabama minus 28.5, hosting Missouri, lay the points. This Alabama offense is, is insane. Missouri is not going to slow him down. Missouri looked bad against Purdue's offense. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they definitely covered 28.5. Uh, here's actually kind of an interesting game. Uh, Florida at Vanderbilt. Florida minus seven. Um, you would expect them to cover, but I think it'll be close. That feels low, but I don't know. It's at Vandy. Yeah, it's at Vandy. They're they're going to be coming off of that LSU win. They're not going to be really focused on this game. I don't think. 
classic trap game. I agree. Uh, I, I think Mason can get a win here. I was confused why Vanderbilt hasn't really built off that Notre They looked really good against Notre Dame, and they just kind of right. fizzled. Well, I think they, of... they probably overlooked, who was it, Tennessee State or whoever, that they only beat by one point. And then I don't know what happened in the South Carolina game. Um, but still, I think I, I agree with John. This is a setup for a trap game. Maybe Mullen comes in and wins decisively uh, and, and silences some more critics, but I don't know. I, I think that's an interesting one. Um, uh, Georgia at LSU. We got Georgia minus seven and a half. We know where John stands on this. He's got LSU straight up. But I don't know. Does Georgia cover seven and a half in Baton Rouge? This is the two thirty CBS game. They won't be quite as liquored up yet. Although they're going to start early for Georgia offense is nothing spectacular. Start early for Georgia. They have issues on that side of the ball against good teams. I mean, I think LSU mucks it up. I mean, can Joe Burrow be okay? It's a question. Yeah, I don't know. I. That's a lot of points. I know. I, mean, I'm I know kinda, it's only seven, but it feels. I'm kind feels of leaning like to LSU plus seven and a half, but I still definitely think Georgia wins this game. But hey, I mean, maybe Georgia's about to get exposed as a fraud, right, John? They're going to be the true fraud <laughs> in the situation. Very yeah, it's potential. The dishonest Georgia Bulldogs, total frauds. Here's a lot of points for a game that, on paper, you would think might be kind of even. Michigan State at Penn State. Penn State minus thirteen and a half. Michigan State's not that good this year. Um, Franklin likes to run it up if he can. Frank, Franklin needs to win this game to make everybody forget about how dumb he was at the end against Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Penn State covers that. Okay, that makes sense. Um, that's about mm-hmm. it. That's a, that's the only. That's pretty much all the games we got on here on my bookie that are worth uh, worth discussing. What's Texas Tech's record? They have lost <laughs> to Ole Miss and one other team, right? Believe they lost to West Virginia. I believe they're three and two. Yep. Yeah, I believe they're three and two. They beat Houston. They beat Oklahoma State. They lost to West Virginia, and they get TCU on Thursday. Um, I think they definitely they're definitely going to go to a bowl game. What's funny is Kingsbury is going to keep his job. Probably they're never going to fire that guy. No, as long as he's like okay, they'll keep him. Yeah, because he's he's from there. He's one of them. You know, he says the right things. And he recruited Baker Mayfield and Patrick Mahomes. Dude, I've talked about it on the show before, but their stadium is freaking sweet. Like, it is actually really badass looking. Like, AT&T Stadium is sick. It looks a lot better from the outside than Ole Miss Stadium does. It's just uh, a totally offhand. And the red and black looks really sharp on the field. Just an uh, offhand observation there. Our friends from Lubbock. Uh, props, <laughs> to you, props to you, dear sirs. Um, all right, so what? We're going to talk about some other sports now. Uh, you mentioned the Braves briefly. Uh, John, you got anything else you want to from your from your experience of the playoff game? The the Red Sox won, huh? So you got to see a, a victory. Correct. That's nice. It was, it, it was interesting. I mean, yeah, great uh, seats. Yeah, there's a, it's it's interesting, kind of the code of conduct, if you will, in a Red Sox Yankee game. Like, okay, speak on you that. Can say anything you want, but we've moved beyond like everybody's going to fight stage because <laughs> right. four. Right. There's like, no Don I, Zimmer. There's no Don Zimmer getting a fire with Pedro. No, there's none of that, which kind of sucks, honestly, in a way. I mean, right. you miss it, yeah. That was all time peak. I mean, you think back about those teams. I mean, you had fiery Latinos with Pedro and Manny Ramirez and all them guys. <laughs> fiery that, Latinos, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I like they it. took they took another to another level. Hmm. 
Uh, so what are your predictions uh, now that we've we've seen some uh, some playoff series shake out here? The Brewers sweep the Rockies, Dodgers defeat the Braves. Uh, what's going to happen in this Red Sox Yankees? Is it tied one one? What's the what's the score? Uh, it's three nothing at the top of the fourth here. Yeah, I'm talking about the series, the series. The series is that right? This is one one. Uh, what happens the rest of this? I think I think Boston, even though sales not 100 percent, wins Game Five if they get it back to. So is Boston up three zero right now? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, so if Boston wins this game, it's two one in the series. Is that right? Correct. Okay. Yeah, I think yeah, I think Boston probably wins that one out. Uh, so that I'm forgetting one other. Who's the other matchup? I'm oh, forgetting. the Astros swept the Indians. Right. So we have. So is it? It's Astros Red Sox next versus uh, Dodgers Brewers. Astros winners of Yankees Red Sox. I mean, I think Houston. Houston looks like the best team. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I think the Brewers beat the Dodgers in the in the really. Season. The Brewers yeah. are underrated. The Brewers, no one has talked about them all year, and they got Yellick. Yellick is so huge. Yep. I mean, that just, Dodgers pitch. That Dodgers pitching is just unreal. Having watched the Braves true. go against for four games, and they got Machado. Yeah, it's that actually could be a sneaky good series. Dodgers Brewers. Uh, if the Brewers make the World Series, that would be something. But yeah, I hmm. I think the Astros probably have a good chance to repeat. I like the Astros a lot, so I don't mind that. But I could see all four. I mean, all four of those teams could win. Least likely, I guess, is the Brewers is based on history and perception because, you know, it's the, you don't want to count the Dodgers out. But I think they're a good team, I, the Brewers. I think Brewers-Red Sox would be fun. You know, the big the big yeah. market against Milwaukee. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, I like that. Um... Let's see. I want to just issue we we were talking about young quarterbacks in the NFL last week. We did not mention Patrick Mahomes. He is of course did the you, the most exciting. What go ahead? Did you mention did you mention Dak Prescott? Yeah, dude, looking good. So here's a question for you guys. Is is Prescott like is he going to be a starter for, like for the foreseeable future? Is he going to be a starter next year and the year after that? Like he just looks like really pedestrian. He like he can't throw it more than 30 yards. Is that, is, is that not a problem? Is that not a problem though? Like he just he misses receiver. I mean, he misses short passes like sort of that all the time as well. As a cowboy fan, he's not he's not going to get you any better than eight and eight or so. Right. So is that is do they settle for that? I mean, I think Garrett's a problem. Garrett has to go. He seems like a terrible coach. Wait, wait, JC go. <laughs> I mean, come on, sky's blue. <laughs> right. But he said he says yes to Jura. So, right, he makes Jerry happy. Yeah, honestly, when you look at Jerry and Jason Garrett, like it seems like Garrett like married his daughter. Like he looks like a son-in-law. Like it looks like that kind of relationship. <laughs> That's what I see when I see them together. Yep. Um. So yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that one. Uh, NFL in general. What you got? Mahomes and the Patriots this week, right? Is that right? That should be fun. That's gonna yep. be awesome, man. I can't wait for that. That's that's really exciting. Uh, I know everybody out there is really interested. What in my... are we thinking about the Rams? They're good, right? I mean, freaking Todd Gurley, man. He had like 30 fantasy points yesterday. Actually... Sean, Sean, Sean McVay is really good. I really like Sean McVay. Yeah. I, I said so the Rams are, are very good. Uh, the Chiefs, <laughs> very Hang good. on, hang on. We got to talk about, uh, we got to talk about the Falcons for a minute. The window's closed. It's over. So you want – what changes do you want, Austin? 
I want Sarkeesian fired midseason, and I can't and believe I, you, I can't believe you'd be content with just Sarkeesian. I mean, I'm I saying, if, but but if, but if Dan Quinn lost a job, I'm not complaining. But I want Sark gone. I mean, it's unbelievable. Sark still has a job. I mean, it wouldn't be hard, right? Just go what, like. What if they fired Sark and they got hot and like made the playoffs or some shit? <laughs> it's, it's not going to happen this year because there's too many guys hurt on defense, but. Has anybody tried? Maybe, maybe the problem is that Sarkeesian's not drinking. Has anybody said, "Hey, coach, maybe that's what I'm saying. Maybe you should get right, get no fall off the wagon. You need to fall off the wagon because the wagon is holding us back, coach. I mean, maybe that's that might be the problem. Yeah, Um, this is like that's a Seinfeld bit, by the way, where George can't figure out if it's fall off the wagon or get back on the wagon, and there and he accidentally gives a drink to that. Okay, never mind. It's a good. It's a classic. Seinfeld episode. Um, so is that on the wagon or off the wagon? When you're on the wagon, you're sober. If you fall okay. off the wagon, that means you relapse or whatever. I would be cool with, with Sark getting pushed slash shot off the wagon. <laughs> I mean, it couldn't hurt at this point, right? What's the Falcons What's the Falcons record? They are one and four. Ooh. ooh. So the, win- yeah, the window is closed. It- Lance Lynn just straight fell on his ass on the mound. That just happened. <laughs> Was he like throwing a pitch? What was what happened? Yeah, yeah, he like totally lost it. So he's three zero to bats with the bases loaded, no outs, top of the fourth. Oof, oof. They got situation in the Bronx. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know how did he do that. <laughs> I gotta search. I gotta search. Did he slip? Did he slip? Yeah. He plant oh man. In. Oh man. Okay, God's watching. I, I forgot that Lance Lynn was on the Yankees until just now. Yeah, because before his last team before this, well, it wasn't the Cardinals. Wasn't he somewhere else in between the Cardinals and here? Or am I wrong? He was on the Twins for a the bit. The Twins, yeah, I think that's right, yeah. Randy was helping with that. Um, that does sound right. Uh, yeah, all right, well, we got anything else you want to discuss this week, gents? We got a, a full show on the on the record here. Madden going to leave the Cubs. I heard that rumor. Really? Is it? Is there a team that he's supposedly going to? Uh, just he and the management doesn't. Oh, oh, uh, Angels, I think. That would be. I would love to see Madden coaching Shohei Itane, but um, I I think that Madden is gonna stay with the Cubs. The most, I you know, I'm not super plugged in or whatever as a Cubs fan, but a lot of the chatter you see about the Cubs in this offseason is like you know trying to sign Harper or whatever. Yeah, they they want a big bat. Um, you know, Zobris is pretty much washed he's old what's that would you rather have madden or the rumor is if he uh if he goes to la then they would get uh joe girardi yeah i don't like that i I would rather have madden for sure i don't know never really liked girardi get in the playoffs though he's shit in the playoffs yeah well he won that world series i think that should buy him a little bit of time series despite him Dude, really- no, I disagree. Yeah. What he did with Chapman, he did he he made some bold calls with Chapman that paid off, in my opinion. He made some bold calls with what the hell was he doing game six? Get out of here with that take. No, it's a good take. It's a good take. Just, if, you can't you can't if y'all want a postseason manager, I think Freddie Gonzalez is still unemployed. Remember remember when you defended Freddie Gonzalez Austin? No, I do not. Has no memory. Doesn't recall. I don't recall because Frank is also a good rep. He well, he he he's been to the Grove before. Oh well, that's I mean yeah, that settles it. 
Um, all right. Well, everybody, be watching next week. Listen to the ad read. See if it's John. See if it's me. We have a very big, very bigly bet uh, that's now been placed on this Georgia LSU game. Um, obviously, we're watching it. What, what time is kickoff on uh, on Saturday, Austin? It's um six thirty. Jeez, seven thirty Eastern SEC Network for such a trash team. Wait, Ole Miss, I think I think six, I think six thirty Central. Six thirty Central. So yeah, seven thirty Eastern. Yeah. Do have lights at War Memorial that work. Um, they do, but um, speaking from experience. Um, it's, it's kind of like, um, if Ole Miss fans remember going to Legion Field. Oh yeah. It's not exactly like the best place to be. Mm. Uh, is that like from a neighborhood perspective or from a lighting perspective? Both. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's an old stadium. It's like Jack's Memorial Stadium. Right. Which is absolute dump. So I take it you're not making the trip this weekend, Austin? I am not making the trip. Yeah. I cannot blame you with the, with the one and five Razorbacks and the three and two looked atrocious rebels. I think this is a good year to not attend that game. Um, I mean, if it, if it was in, okay, to be honest, if it was in Fayetteville, I would absolutely probably make plans to attend. But, yeah. Yeah. Of course. But, but, but since Arkansas and its infinite wisdom decides to play games at Lower Rock. Oh, it's I, so I, smart. I, yeah. Um, yeah. I, yeah. That's, I think that's a good call for sure. So keep your eye on that game at six 30 um we'll we'll talk some basketball here in the next month or so we're coming up on that season i did it i did allude earlier in the show to uh you know if you're a diehard old miss fan you probably know there's a lot of buzz about old miss recruiting some uh some big time basketball players out of memphis specifically um they do have a commitment from on and tavion column dude column i think we mentioned that on a previous show that was a big get a couple more potential uh guys there Go ahead. Any Hardaway rejects? I don't want to hear about him. Uh, it's not. It's kind of. It sounds like uh, DJ Jeffries might be going the other way. Like he, uh, he, he's, he's kind of rejecting Penny. But we'll, we'll get into that on another show, John. Don't worry. You'll have plenty of time to speak your mind on this. Um, you know, I think it's premature to dismiss Kermit at this point, but we'll see. You know, he has, hasn't played a game yet. We'll see. I, I think of the three programs. I think the regular season for men's basketball is the most interesting and the in the most war most. Yeah. I think it's yeah. I, I think you're probably right about that. You know, the baseball regular season is going to be just a waiting baseball, game. Baseball, they could be the best team in the country. No one will care. I'm not. No I'm one not will it. care. Guys, they could be a three seed in a regional. It doesn't matter. All it matters is how do they do in the postseason. That's right. Yep. That's that's pretty much where the fan base is at with Bianco right now. So I think Austin's dead on the money with that one. Uh, basketball regular season has the most interest. Uh, most and also, it's new. And also, it's new and fresh. Right. You see, you know, you see, see how Kermit runs his team. He's got some new players out there. I should be. I, I, yeah. I'm looking forward to a little bit of basketball, but yeah, no, no championship aspirations here. So, um, yeah, that's the show for this week, guys. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Appreciate Austin coming on, taking the time out of his busy schedule to uh, share some, some hogology with us. Um, yeah, getting to watch your favorite two teams this weekend, man. What a lucky dog. What a what a fun time! At the time same time, at the instead, same of, time. instead of having six hours of misery, I only get three hours of misery. That's what I was gonna say. No, this is like uh, this is like you're you're getting tortured by ISIS, and they're they had only been putting bamboo shoots under one of your hands, fingernails, <laughs> and now they're putting them under both hands at the same time. That's man, that is something. Congrats, man. I'm I'm really happy for you. Um, all right, so we'll end the show there. Uh, you know what to do at this point. If you've been listening, you know, leave us a review on iTunes. That would be great. Check out our sponsor, my bookie, as I mentioned several times in the show. 
Get, get your Arkansas plus six bet in. Yeah, get your Arkansas plus six bet on my bookie. Told him, tell him Austin sent you. Use uh, code Shark25. Check out armchairallamericans.com, our network. Uh, and that's about it, guys. We'll, uh, we'll end the show there. For John, for Austin, I'm Justin. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you again next week.